What's up, guys? Welcome back. My name is Mohammed Tintawi, and you're listening to Dreamer Podcast. As always, I appreciate you joining me, and today we're going to be talking about the police, Blue Lives Matter, and everything else pertaining to why police suck, or why don't police suck, or where do you stand on police sucking, and all the rest of it. So first, I want to begin with the obvious premise of all police are bad. Um, I think any person in their heart of hearts knows this cannot be true. Not all soldiers are bad, not all people are bad. You know, nothing entirely is ever bad. So... To say that all police are bad, I think we all know what's wrong. The bigger issue is their brutality against black people in specific, but really their brutality against citizens as a whole. The frustration they show um, appears quickly when they get you know, confronted with someone who challenges their authority. They sometimes panic, and you can really see the lack of training. A Navy SEAL will train for six to eight months for one deployment overseas. But, you know, the police academy is like this three-month program, and then every year they do like a couple hours of training. So, the problem is that people don't understand the mind of a cop, and the cop doesn't understand, or at least he doesn't remember, the mind of a civilian. Another thing about that is the dynamic of the two roles. One is supposed to be above the other. The The whole point of the police is to protect. To be able to protect, you have to have the authority to protect or demand. So when they make demands of us or they threaten us with, you know, arresting us or beating us to the ground, etc. To them, they're doing what it is they have to do. To people like us, they're being way too extra and ruins the whole idea of protect and serve. I heard a notion that said that, you know, if, you, if you're with police, you can't be for Black Lives Matter. I would disagree entirely, and I'll explain why. So if you were to disagree with all police, first of all, you're disagreeing with either the system of policing or the current system that we have or the current current police force that we have. If you want them all eliminated or all defunded, then then you have to have some kind of replacement for that. If you just think that all police are bad, yet you don't want them defunded, you just want to reform, that is even trickier because now you're wondering where the reform is going to come from. We're banning chokeholds now. uh, New York especially just banned all chokeholds, except when the officer is in um, jeopardy, his life is in jeopardy. That in itself is a problem because how to state that something is in jeopardy, their life, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. You notice how every time the police report, um, you know, when they have to write a report when someone gets hurt, either at a protest or, you know, when they're just making a casual arrest, it always mismatches with the video evidence. And it kind of takes you back to where, like, a boyfriend and a girlfriend will argue, and there's like her side, his side, and then the truth. So this same thing is happens with police. It's so hard to imagine yourself trying to be an authority figure over a community. And it's even harder to put in the human em- element of fear, because most of these police, I mean, do you remember in high school who you went with, and could you imagine who the police are right now? I'm still young enough to where none of the people I know are police officers yet, but to think about who would want to be a police, to, to be able to be someone that has authority and wants to have authority, wants power. And of course, some of these people were in high school and never had power. They were in college and always felt, you know, kind of neglected or kind of forgotten, kind of at the bottom of society. So, of course, when they get power, it's not the best person to give power to. Plus, if they're untrained, they're not going to have the long-term capacity to be able to deal with you know, encounters day in and day out. And some officers are to the point where they must get some kind of mental break. So if they're in a 
shooting and the guy is shooting at them and they're distressed and you know and things end up good whatever they shoot him or they arrest him whatever some officers need a break i was listening i've been listening to a lot of joe rogan uh the guests he brings on are really you know just informational and they're very unknown and they give you very good opinions and one of the things he talked about were that the mental stress of a police is so beyond our scope because we we get stressed when we have kids and when we manage those kids or when we're dog sitting, babysitting. Like to think that you patrol a community and the pressure is on that you have to both defend it and defend it the right way. Defending the right way is so it's a slippery slope and so many police officers get lost in the mix. Now, this is no way to defend that Derek Chauvin guy. That was terrible. He had a had like 14 year history of. So many complaints. Like, this guy sucked. He knew George Floyd. Apparently, they were, uh, like, bodyguards together at a club. So that is an incident of itself. The um, the Atlanta shooting at the Wendy's, the guy's, the guy's name is losing me right now. But the guy reached for the taser, and in the state of Georgia, um, it's a deadly weapon to have a taser. So when you grab a police officer's taser and you attempt to shoot it at one of the police officers, the pol- other police officer is shooting you with a gun. While I think it's excessive, the fear or the the going by the book, it allows for that. Now, he was charged, the Atlanta officer. I don't think he's going to be convicted in front of a jury. Um, it just makes no it just It's too inconsistent. The, uh, you, you can't argue intent with that. You can only argue in the moment. The deadly weapon was there. They, they claim that he kicked them. The officer kicked him after um, he was already dead. And then... It just is a problem, and I don't know who is a bigger problem for, the poli- police or the people. And that sounds almost laughable because you would assume that it's a problem for the people at worst. But the people don't understand. The problem is the police don't understand. So where do we go from there? Like, how do you solve a system that no one really knows how to pinpoint the enemy? I imagined it as a bunch of gears. It really isn't a rule that has to be eliminated. I imagined it as a bunch of gears in a big-ass factory. And to stop one gear is to stop all. Um, I was watching Joe Rogan and Brett Weinstein was talking about how our system allows for very little change, incremental, very slow change, because we have so many like check, checks and balances allow for a lot of things to get delayed, time to go by, and things go very slow. So when you talk about police reform, you have to realize that it's state by state by state, and which is why people like Stephen A. Smith are calling for um, police brutality against black people to be a hate crime. So these are the steps that are being taken because it's not that being a hate crime is the necessary objective. It's that what else are we going to do? How do you stop something so abstract of I try, trying to identify evil police officers or evil authority? It just, it's way over our heads and it's honestly depressing because now if you think about who's going to become police now, who's, who's going to want to be a cop now? N- nobody. And it's only going to get worse because when you get the leftovers of people who are not, you know, excited to do that job, you know, you have to have a dream to, to be a cop. You should dream to be a cop. It's a very hard job, very stressful. It just, it's just it's a lot to it. You know, it's, it's a lot to it. I can't imagine dealing with people every day and, you know, having to take them to jail, having to be in situations where you theoretically could could lose your life. And. From there, like, how do you balance that with recognizing that the people should be comfortable with the police? Like, have you, it's like a teacher, the teacher who is comfortable in high school, it's like the respected, funny teacher that everyone likes. 
So when people come in there, genuinely they respect her or they respect him. But it's hard to do the same thing with a cop when you know the ultimate consequence is jail time. And when already the social stigma of a cop is so low, it's not worth you defending because you might find that people you know, will talk shit to you because you believe that maybe the cops aren't as bad as everyone is saying. You know, It's not just a two-sided problem. And if you do think it's a two-sided problem where you think it's just the police are terrible, period, I would ask that what problem is two-sided? What major problem that affects not only us but the whole world? The whole world deals with the premise of police brutality. We excessively put people in prison, but the brutality of law enforcement is seen all across the world. So trying to make it a two-step issue is very hard for me to get behind. It's very hard for me to find the, the fixing point because it's not two-sided. It's every country has so many different levels of legislative executive powers that and at the end of the day the police are kind of so low on that totem pole that I I can't blame them because I view them just as state employees just like a teacher how a teacher is held to different standards you could say teachers teach bad lack of education is mentally just as bad when you think about the long-term effects so when you see police brutality when they beat people it's kind of like how wh where is the line because there is no line you can draw human interaction is so unpredictable so for us to be able to compromise it in a way where we feel like we're fixing it because we're forming this one thing this one thing is going to change if we truly believe that these cops are racist changing how they police will not change their intent of their decisions when you do something and your resources are limited that doesn't help you that makes you more and more stressed you have to give yourself a level head when you're thinking about it you have to put yourself in the position of people that do the things that you don't like you can't say i wouldn't do it you have to put it on them it's like when you say racism isn't real because it's never happened to you it's like no it's not really about you because not everyone acts like you you could theoretically listening you could be the best human in the world but the problem is not everyone is you so bringing you back to the blue lives matter I think we should have a little more patience, and by patience I mean learning patience, where we learn what is the systemic police issues that make the police not racist but unprepared for situations. So emotional training, systematic um, reform, basically like chokeholds, stuff like that, when they can pull out their weapon, things like that. Then you got to move to situational things, where they set up situations in rooms and cops will go in and you know the objective is to save the girl or do something and they should be able to repeat these like these it has to be almost instinct i can't imagine you living in a high policed crime or i can't imagine you living in a place that has a high crime rate a lot of drug dealers a lot of gangs and you don't know how to handle yourself in front of a group of three people i can't imagine the fear that goes within cops when they realize they've never been in this situation before when they're behind their car door and someone's shooting at them or they don't know how to deal with someone that's stronger than them because most of them cannot fight worse shit. but nonetheless please know that the world is become safer is getting better like we are doing a good job you can't be so depressed about the world and i hope that you can find it within yourself to see a better future for this country um, there's a lot happening right now. Like right now is complete chaos to us. But if you were to bring someone who lived during the Black Plague, they would tell you this is fine. So 
it's always important to have perspective. It doesn't minimize the current problem, but it gives you perspective on the human element of why we have so many things going on, why our heads feel like we're going to explode when we watch the news. It's because there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of people in this world. You know, there are still concentration camps just in China. So cruelty is not anything you should be mad of. You should really expect it. And when you expect it, you can start to see it across the globe and start... But I'm going to wrap it up right there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If I would tell you to take away anything, it's just, again, to be able to see policing from a police point of view. Not what, what you would do, the human element. Just put yourself in their shoes and then try to tell yourself, okay, what is going on in the situation? How many things are reacting in this one moment? How many things am I looking for? There's three cops to my side. There's one guy over there who's trying to shoot at me. There's civilians over there. Think about the dynamics of the situation. But love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see y'all next week. Take care, guys. I got enough talent to light up Chicago. Huh. I might move tomorrow. Pack bags.